that fantasy season's over i've been trying to figure out ways to keep myself occupied that don't have to do with football and uh, after a lot of recommendations i downloaded god of war and i started that series and it's pretty fun not gonna lie it's just it's pretty fun i'm enjoying the story a lot uh it's not like the original original god of war it's like the 2018 one and then, of course, the one that just recently came out is a sequel. I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to hurry up and finish that one so I can finish Ragnarok, and then I can get to the Harry Potter game that comes out in a month. I'm super excited for that. But anyway, <laughs> on this episode, we're going to be talking about playoffs, news around the league, head coach carousel changes. But of course, I am Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How are you doing over there? I'm sad. I'm sad that football season's over. I'm sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad. We're done with red zone for the year. Yeah, it is. You know, the playoffs are good, but there's just something about sitting down, seven hours of commercial-free football, the witching hour, all of those things that really make the football season for me. Yeah, I I know I'm definitely going to miss kicking my feet up with some lightly lemon potato chips. Ooh. And just enjoying it and watching some football and then looking at my man, looking and monitoring my fantasy teams to see how everything's going. Uh, I mean, now it's, you know, divisional, divisional playoffs, which is exciting and uh, nerve wracking, depending on, you know, whichever team you're rooting for. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, unless you're a gambling man, which I'm not, you know, there isn't too much to, to, to root for unless, you know, of course, one of your team is in it. Uh, but it is exciting football. I'm definitely going to be doing basically the same thing as I do on all Sundays now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it, isn't it? This is the this is what they play for. You got three three more wins for some teams. Uh, is that right? Yeah. One, yeah. two, three, four. Yep, three more wins for two teams and four more wins for others and then disappointment for 31 teams, um, which is the nature of the game. But no, to be fair, to to be fair, there's a lot of teams that are not going to be disappointed if they don't win the Super Bowl. They made the playoffs like the Seattle Seahawks. If they lose, it doesn't matter, though. Like they made the playoffs. And I think in the beginning of the year, everybody regarded them as one of the least talented rosters. Yep. We we figured they might be, you know, lucky to win a game or two. Yeah. And now Geno Smith's passed Russell Wilson's passing yards record for the team. It's a little bit incredible, um, surprising, especially them. I think, I think they are the most surprising team in the NFL. Do you have a more surprising team? Uh, I think you could look across to the AFC and say the Jaguars. The Jaguars, yeah. I, I expected them to be better. Yep. I didn't expect them to make playoffs. I definitely think the Titans' downfall was a little bit more surprising. Of course, I mean, being on your what is it, fourth string quarterback felt like. Um, we'll do that to a football team. Yep. And then having your quarterback that you just recently drafted absolutely be dog water. Yeah. That doesn't help at all. Not at uh, all. Uh, no, nah, nah, not at all. I think the only other team to me that is a complete surprise is maybe the Giants. They're probably a, uh, I would say, still a distant second to Seattle. 
I think you could look at Seattle and say, well, there are parts there who could play. Rashad they have wide Penny. Receivers. Yeah, the wide receivers, Rashad Penny could play. They had a couple of, you know, decent parts on defense. You look at the Giants and go, this is a quarterback we have seen do nothing in the league, uh, but you know, nothing except turn the ball over. Very few receivers. Uh, midway through the season, Kadarius Tony left. So the fact that they have been able to make the playoffs, to be honest, without an overwhelming contribution from Saquon Barkley is remarkable. Yeah, he's been injured and underwhelming other than the first half of the season. You know, Saquon was looking like the elite back that people were, uh, you know, winning on in their supposed drafts with how well he was outperforming his ADP. But, you know, Saquon does Saquon things where he gets hurt, disappears, does nothing. And then, you know, people go, oh, that's why he went in the, uh, what is it, late second to early third round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder where we'll go uh, next season, but I'm sure we'll talk about that soon enough. You could say the Rams as well. Disappointing. They're definitely, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely disappointing in the opposite way. The Cardinals are also anywhere around there. Now, the Buccaneers did make the playoffs, but I think they are equally as disappointing. Yep. Yeah, made the playoffs with a uh, sub-500 record. Uh, Green Bay Packers. I think I think a lot of people anticipated them struggling. I don't think any of them anticipated them struggling this much. Yep. Uh, the Rams. Not the Rams. Sorry, the Lions. Yeah, I, I suppose the Lions were a, a second half surprise. I think all things being equal, they probably performed how people expected. There was a lot of excitement about them. They got that hard knocks bump. Uh, people seem to like Dan Campbell, one and six, one and seven, whatever they were. Um, it was hard to see them being anything but another three, four win Lions team, albeit a fun team. Uh, but for them to, I think, be unlucky to make the playoffs is a fantastic effort. And they were, in a sense, probably the most fun team in the NFL this season to watch anyway, on a regular basis. As much as I hate the Chiefs, I still think they're probably one of the most fun offenses to watch. The Chiefs, the Chiefs aren't fun because you probably know they're going to win. Whereas the Lions, anything could happen. That's fair. And the excitement of them giving up points. If from a a big play, excitement, uh, razzle-dazzle. And, you know, you know, the, oh my God, how did he do that throw? I think the Chiefs have that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mahomes does half a dozen things on a week that you look at and you're just lucky you're a football fan right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're seeing elite quarterback play or we're seeing incredibly weak quarterback play. One of the two. I feel like there's no in between right now. You're either really good or really bad. Or you're Geno Smith who has a fifth highest Quarterback rating in the NFL right now. I mean, his rating of 100, fifth highest, and he had the most touchdown passes in the NFC. I think he is the biggest surprise. Oh, is he one, a, is he a comeback 100%. player of the week? Oh, a comeback player of the year? I guess. Um, I'm trying to think if anyone came off a bigger in Saquon. No, uh, he lost probably that. Probably not. Um. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but yeah, probably, probably comeback player of the year. There is an argument, I think, for splitting comeback player of the year and most improved into two different awards in the NFL. 
because I'm not sure Gino's really come back from anything. Uh, he's just an improved player. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's come off a serious injury or um, or anything like that. It's just this is his first opportunity. But yet, I mean, he has to win it, right? Unless there's like one of the Boses, they're always injured and coming back. Somehow. Um, I can't think of anything. It's hard to, to just keep splitting awards. Like, yep. If it depends how you want to phrase comeback player of the year, because like, with the way, the way the award sounds, it would make you think that it means coming back from a difficult injury or a large injury. Yep. Like, you know, it, Next year, Kyler Murray's probably going to win it with how he uh, tore his ACL. You'd have to think if Demar uh, Hamlin steps on the field, it's going to be him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Would you? Would, would you think he steps on the field? I wouldn't be. I'm not going to be surprised either way. Um, you're a you're a soccer fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Christian Eriksen at the Euros. Uh, had a heart attack on the pitch and they were worried for his life. He's back playing top flight football. He was at the recent World Cup. I know it's slightly different it's, being it's a, not as physical. Well, you're right. It, it It's not as physical. Um, but it, it, it could be one of these cases uh, a bit like I was going to say Jason McCartney. That's not a reference you'll get. A guy called Jason McCartney who was injured in a terrorist attack uh, burns over most of his body uh, AFL player came back, played one game, and retired. It, it's that sort of thing, I think. If he, or um, you know, Alex Smith coming back to play, mm-hmm. um, a horrific, a horrific injury, uh, a life-threatening injury. In Smith's case as well. You know, if you just get back to standing, stepping on the field, then that's an incredible achievement. I, uh, the the playing one game and retiring seems really logical. But the the hard headedness of a lot of these players are makes me feel like he's going to try to play football again. Yeah, I mean, if this is his life's passion and you can, why would you not? Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of hot takes, and I mean, we're going to be part of that. And a lot of the draft takes, because of course the draft seating is done, and of course the playoff seedings are done we're going to be talking a lot about that we're going to be talking a lot about the head coach carousel like i just mentioned earlier uh but of course one of my favorite segments the justifiable overreactions she i'm handing you the floor yeah and uh, an old favorite this one the bears should trade justin fields not the number one pick i would that's that's a justifiable overreaction if it's even really an overreaction him as justin fields is a runner Phenomenal. Yep. Him as a passer, incredibly below par. Not even yep. but just below par. It's pretty bad. Yep. You know, it's every, every so often he's able to roll out and throw a you know a nice little pass, but he is unable, incapable of sitting in the pocket and just actually moving the ball down the field. If he wants to score a touchdown, he has to make a play with his legs. Now, of course, it's a part of his game. He should use it. But if if you if you can't sit in the pocket and throw dots, you're not an NFL quarterback. That's just it. What are you getting for Fields compared to the number one? Um, you're getting less. Really? In theory, you're getting less value. Because 
I don't think so. I think a team would pay more for Fields because he's a known quantity. And they'd look at him and say, look at everything he can do if we can either build an offense around his shortcomings as a passer or improve him as a passer, then I think they'd rather him than a CJ Stroud or Will Levis, I think is the guy's name. The imagination is infinite and you keep priceless basically is what I am attempting to say. And that is what the first overall pick is. It is priceless because it is the imagination and what you basically put yourself as the imagination. And any of these one quarterbacks that you take could be the best quarterback of all time. And you're going to imagine that. And that's the price you pay is basically priceless because the, the imagination is priceless. If, uh, if that makes any sense to you. Now, Justin Fields as a quarterback, he is not priceless and he is not left to the imagination because you have two years of film on him and none of them have been that good. He has 2,200 passing yards with 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. It's not good. It's not pretty either. You know, and then of course his rookie year, a slight improvement with 1,870 passing yards, seven touchdowns and 10 interceptions. It's still not good. There, there isn't, other than his running ability, there isn't much to ride home about Justin Fields. I, I know he's got shortcomings as a passer, but you look at who he's been throwing to. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Equinemius St. Brown, Vellis Jones. These are not household names necessarily. And obviously within the fantasy community, we're aware of Mooney, we're aware of Claypool. You put him in a better offense with better players, you know, does, is he an improved passer? Are his numbers better? Uh, or, or is he a, a better better player? Who would... Where would he fit if the Bears are trading him? Which I don't think they are. Maybe the Titans? Yep. They're all I got. What about uh, Baltimore, if they get rid of Lamar? You know... They have about three running quarterbacks on that roster. I feel like I'm watching, you know, if it's not Lamar Jackson, it's Lamar Jackson Jr. and then Walmart version of Lamar Jackson after that. Yep. They need to move on from that. If it's not Lamar Jackson, they need a pocket passer, I feel like. Um, yeah, I suppose it's who's going to be looking for a new quarterback. There's plenty of teams who will be doing that. The Colts, the Texans. Saints? Yeah, the Saints. That'd be an that'd be an interesting landing spot for him, playing in a dome. Bit of a change from Chicago. Much improvement than playing in Chicago. Um, you know, I'd have to see the the game film to see if it's the wide receivers that just aren't getting open. Is it bad play calling, or is he just missing open guys? I would say it's probably a combination of all three. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, and he's probably at the stage as well where he's holding the ball too long and scrambling or scrambling at the wrong time. Uh, but geez, he's electric with ball in hand. He is. It is electric, which makes it a little bit fun to watch. But, you know, as Steve Young once said, if you can't sit in the pocket, you're not an NFL quarterback. And you have to be a multi-read quarterback. And, you know, when when average announcers like, you know, the the mid-tier announcers that, you know, they, they announce the 10 o'clock games the ones that i don't even know their 
that they're announcing names say he is just a one-read quarterback and then scrambles, they're not wrong because that's clearly what he is. He is a one-read quarterback. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I did have another question for you here, but I've totally forgotten it. Oh. No, well, forgot while, you, while you're potentially trying to remember, I'm going to say I think Kyler Murray's in the same boat where, I mean, now they just fired their head coach, yes. Cliff Kingsbury, but I mean, I would try to move on from Kyler Murray as well. I just don't see anything there that says, oh, I'm capable of winning a Super Bowl. Me personally, I don't think any mobile quarterback is capable of winning a Super Bowl. I, I, I can't remember. Like Before the episode comes on while my, my computer is booting up and everything was loading in, I was trying to sit here and remember. When was the last time a mobile quarterback, or actually I shouldn't say mobile quarterback, but like a running quarterback, won a Super Bowl? And Steve I'm sitting Young? here struggling. And Steve Young was the only one I could think of, and that's 94. So it has been almost, what, 30 years I mean, since there's, there's definitely it, been mobile – I mean, Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. He's mobile, but he that's like it's an added bonus to his game. It is not his game. He sits in the pocket, and he throws dots. Like Aaron Rodgers, he's mobile. He sits in the pocket, and he throws dots. Yep. Okay, I'm trying to think in the top of my head – because, I mean, right now, a large, large part of it is Tom Brady. And then there's a little Peyton Manning in there. There's a little Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. Kurt Roethlisberger Warner. early on was a scrambler. Yeah, he was a scrambling quarterback, but I'm not going to go a running quarterback. Like a, like, you know, like a Warren Moon, Mike Vick, Steve Young. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. quarterbacks like those like you know their main forte and you knew them as a mobile quarterback that ran the ball uh and i i just can't think of any that win the super bowl because you just can't you can't win the super bowl running the running around you know you have a running back for that and the quarterback's job is to throw the football it's a nice fantasy aspect and justin fields will always be a nice fantasy aspect because of it same with kyler murray same with lamar jackson but i think i think i've gone ahead and stated this before Plenty of times that I just don't see any of them ever winning a Super Bowl. I wonder if it's a scheme issue. The fact you have two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl, you have a whole year's worth of film. Players, but are when a bit, do they a make the Sora? Um, that it once that, you get there, you true. Yeah, true. You, they, we haven't seen anyone get there yet, have we? Not really. Jared Goff's uh, been there, and he's not mobile. No. So uh, it, it just goes to show that when you're in the playoffs. Russell you just Wilson? play against really good people. Russell Wilson is—he's a little bit more scrambling than mobile. He has a little bit of mobile to him. He probably doesn't run as much as he should. No, he doesn't run as much as he should. Now back at Seattle, he did run a lot, at least a decent more amount than he did. Now, um, I'm willing to bend the rules a little bit and say he's a running quarterback, just to say, like, okay, maybe he there is an outlier. But the fact we're having to say that Russell Wilson is the running quarterback who's won a Super Bowl most recently probably tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. Because, I mean, he was sitting in the pocket. And and he's like three feet tall. Yeah. If he could do it, then then clearly it's a, it's a huge Justin Fields issue. Yep. I've remembered my question. Okay. So there we go. See, I ranted. You remembered. Yeah. It's a two-parter. Question... Oh, it's a two-part question. Will Justin Fields be overdrafted next year in fantasy yes. draft season? Where would you draft him? You know, once ADPs and rankings start getting 
released and I do those and start doing some mock drafts, I think a better, clearer picture will appear. Right now, I would consider him just off the initial bat, probably fifth, sixth round. What's it going to be? I I think he's going to go higher than that. I think he's going to be like the QB th- three or four. That's, I mean, because he has home run ability that Lamar Jackson had, he's going to get overdrafted a little bit because especially if you're in a uh, one of those leagues where you get an extra point if you have like a 40-yard run or like a 40-yard catch um, sometimes big play players get drafted a little bit higher because that extra point is a little bit nice uh, i will still draft draft lamar jackson over him depending on where he is i will still draft patrick mahomes over him josh allen over him Herbert. Jalen Hurts over him. Jalen Hurts for sure. And then I think I go Jalen, uh, Justin Fields because mostly I'm drawing a blank right now on any other mobile quarterback that I would draft. I think he's potentially a first round pick in Superflex. And if I am in the back end of that first round and people are taking Justin Fields ahead of me, I'm very happy. Yes. If someone takes Justin Fields ahead of me, that allows me to get... What I wanted instead, of course, yeah, of course, I'm going to be more than ecstatic. Absolute cheat code in my one QB dynasty league, though, so very happy about yes. that. Yes, yeah, well, I mean, it's just the, the nature of the game. You know, when you're a running quarterback, you are a fantasy cheat code, not a real-life cheat code. And I know, you know, I'm ranting on how I don't think they're that good, but this is mainly a fantasy podcast, so I should be singing praises. But, I mean, a fantasy season's over, we're in the playoffs, and now we're actually talking logistics with quarterbacks. And, uh, I mean, he's just not that good. Yeah, and I think there is something to be said for acknowledging that a player is a good fantasy player, potentially, and not a good real-life player. Vice versa, to say this guy's a a very good football player, uh, but not great for your fantasy team. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a handful of them on the top of my list. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, uh, Mercedes Lewis. He's fine. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is a great one. Yeah, you know, he's not going to do anything for you in fantasy, but, you know, he's a great actual tight end. Some of these change um, of pace backs. The change of pace, yes. Yeah, it's mostly going to be the dump-off backs. Like now... James White. And James White. I'll think of a non-Patriots example at some point. Unfortunately, I was just about to list another one as Damian Amendola. Not Damian Amendola, sorry. Uh, uh, Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, yeah. Danny Amendola yeah, as go. well. Fantastic yeah. player uh, in a key third-down situation. You don't want him on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's, let's see, Trent, no, sorry, no, hmm, Kyle Juszczyk, that's all I got, Kyle Juszczyk, yeah, but he's, because he's a fullback, a fullback, I'm gonna struggle on that one, yep, and then, um, hmm, anyway, there's a bunch, yeah, uh, any, there's like a bunch. any sort of vertical receiver, who is incredibly important for scheme but doesn't get passes on a reliable yeah. basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you on there. So it, it, it definitely is a vice versa where sometimes somebody's good for fantasy, terrible in NFL, terrible for fantasy, phenomenal in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes we're going to see a lot of those moments. Speaking of uh, potential quarterbacks I might have over fields, um, a underdog I might go is uh, Danny Dimes. That'll be contingent on who else they add over the offseason. But saying that, we've seen them add big parts over the offseason previously and then do nothing. That's Kenny Galladay. I feel like they deserve that. Yep. 
And uh, I think the recent news of DeAndre Hopkins potentially trying to be traded, I could see the Giants as a landing spot. That would be Golladay 2.0 as far as I'm concerned. So he's going to the Giants. That's confirmed. <laughs> um, Alan Lazard. I think he's got Patriot written all over him. Excellent God. blocker. Can't get open. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Congratulations to the Patriots for signing Alan Lazard. Um, anyway, we've, we'll get to pl- uh, free agency predic- predictions and uh, player movement predictions down the line. Otherwise, we'll just end up talking about it for three months. That's fair. And uh, I, I definitely anticipate that happening. Mm. Justifiable overreaction number two. The Cardinals are the most irrelevant team in the NFL. I don't mean just this year, ever. Yes, because they are the oldest lasting franchise and uh, they've never done anything. The, their highlight of their franchise is the fact Kurt Warner took them to a Super Bowl. I mean, they, they didn't even win the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. But that's yeah. the highlight of that franchise. I, I think something that Ken Wisenhunt has four of their six playoff wins in history. And that is a hundred-year-old franchise. Yeah, it's a hundred-year-old franchise. They have done absolutely nothing. They, I can't even think of a Hall of Fame player on their team. Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald. They're the only two. He, Kurt Warner, you know, his career was with the Rams. You know, he finished off with the the Cardinals, but he's known as a Ram. Yeah, well, absolutely. But he made JJ, the, he made the Hall of Fame yeah. based on what he did with the Cardinals as well as the Rams. Like, yeah, if he, because if he doesn't take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, then He's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he put the Cardinals on his back and took that like cemented his Hall of Fameness. Like everybody knows, like the Cardinals are just trash. They don't do anything. So if he's able to do that, then okay, you're probably a Hall of Famer. Yep. Like JJ Watt couldn't do anything with them. Like they, they dragged him down. That's how heavy the Cardinals are. He couldn't carry them. He they literally dragged him down. He had a good season. He had a good season. But uh I mean, when you have such a good season and then retire because you just rather not be on that team. Maybe that team's just trash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely are irrelevant. What have they had as well? Speaking of playoff wins, I think since that Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl run, I think they've either won... They certainly beat the Packers in that uh, overtime Jeff Janis game. Yeah. And I think they might have won one other playoff game since that. Which but is prior to that though. playoff run they had won one playoff game since the 1940s or something it's just the definition of irrelevant like the only reason people talk about the arizona cardinals is because of the kyler murray and cliff kingsbury getting fired and then kyler murray playing too much call of duty which i respect by the way um you know you gotta get those war zone dubs uh, they, they're definitely more important than studying game film and football like i, I i'm not gonna sit here and insult kyler murray for it I think he's in the right. I mean, you got to have a life, don't you? Well, playing video games isn't much of a life, but actually, I'm going to disagree. It is, it's a phenomenal life. Like, I spent all my weekend playing God of War. It was great. Yeah. You know, that's that's fantastic. Maybe if you're an NFL quarterback, mix the video games up with some quarterbacking. But, you know, no. it's important to have interests outside of work, I think, anyway. No, 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 no. Yeah. Kingsbury, I think, will still be in the NFL system next year, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him go back to college football either. I think he is better suited as a offensive coordinator. Yep. Than a head coach, uh, he's always had horrible game management skills, time management, clock management. Um, 
I think he looks really stupid with sunglasses on. And I'm really upset the Cardinals fired him because now they might actually hire somebody competent. Oh, almost certainly not. Apparently they want Vance Joseph. Okay, never mind. Okay, all right, we're good. We're good. They're still going to be irrelevant. They're not doing anything. They're in a terrible position. They've spent so much money on a quarterback that it's not like they can rebuild. They have to rebuild with Kyler. And that's unfortunate because I think Kyler Murray is, you know, just like a running quarterback, I think you're trash. Yep. Uh, and it's, which, not, and, it's not like I'm statistically Kyler, incorrect. Kyler's going to win them enough games that they're not going to get an early draft pick. But they're not going to do anything. No. Yeah, Absolutely. He's not. just going to be in the middle, like a uh, worse version of Kirk Cousins, but for mobile quarterbacks. And where you're going to have people say he's electric and do, can do phenomenal things, but uh, for some odd reason, they're losing more games than winning. The NFL salary cap is you know, a mystery beyond what I'm able to perceive. But even if he's their quarterback next year, I don't think he's the quarterback the season after that. Like, they have to move on for him. There is so much work required on that roster. You know, they were picking these tweener players like uh, Jeffrey Simmons and so forth who don't really have a position. They're just defensive weapons, if you like. Um, they picked players for this uh, this Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Cliff Kingsbury scheme. So, you know, they they need some work on this roster. I, I would see them getting rid of Hollywood Brown. Um, and James they traded away. Yeah, they traded away a couple uh, pick just so they can get uh, my boy Robbie Anderson, and that didn't work out at all. Yeah, pretty useless. Uh, and I mean, when when you have to put a a clause that says that your quarterback needs to watch game film, you should probably get rid of him before the head coach. I think it was uh, issues from the beginning. Yeah, and uh, and he all of a sudden now has input on who they're picking as head coach. I mean, you know, first Kyler Murray's going to check the KD ratio, and if it's, you know, pretty decent, they're going to drop in the war zone, see what happens. And, uh, you know, once proximity chat kicks in, you know, if he does work on the trash shocking, then he's going to get hired. I don't think it has anything to do with football. I think, as tends to happen... In the NFL cycle, because the NFL is a cycle, you go from hotshot, untested uh, offensive guy to veteran defensive coach, which is probably why they're looking at someone like Vance Joseph, with hotshot offensive coordinator calling the plays. I would say there is a non-zero chance that is Josh McCown. You know, I'm not too familiar with coaches that are potential. I only because the Texans really wanted him last year having never coached anything. But uh, I guess we will see. Once we have those um, once we have those coaching changes in place, I think it's probably going to be better because we can say, well, you know, the, the commanders have fired Scott Turner and replaced him here. I'll replaced him with this person. Scott Turner's now here. We have evidence to talk about. Otherwise, it's all just pie-in-the-sky hypothetics. As you say, I... I we don't know about coaches and there are so many coaches to know about that you need, you want to be able to look them up before you talk about them. Exactly. Like I'm not going to bother with it until they get hired. And then after that, I'll do my research. Yep. Fair enough. And third justifiable overreaction. Had they made the playoffs, the lions would have been NFC championship contenders. That's right. That is a justifiable overreaction. I mean, they are, they average 
the second most points per game behind the Chiefs. Their offense is clicking. So at the, at the point where they only needed a stop or two, and they had a chance to win that football game, and they did that exactly against the Packers, where they're not exactly the best defense, but they got a stop or two, and they put up points, and they, they, they came up with the dub. There is not too many teams in the NFL that they could not hang with. Yep, I would say they would have been behind the Eagles and the 49ers. Yeah, uh, I would I put them over the Cowboys, and I would put them over the Buccaneers, and yep. certainly over the Giants and Vikings. Yep, well, they beat the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. And now I don't think I don't think the Vikings are going to have Dalvin Cook. No way. I thought he came back from his injury. He is one of those guys who has a life-threatening injury on the field every week and is back three plays later. Yeah, I, that that is one of the main reasons why I avoid drafting him. Because he looks like he dies on the field, leaves the game, and then, you know, I have that, oh my God, what am I going to do? My fantasy team's all, all of a sudden trash, comes back. Yes, all of a sudden trash. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into doing some playoff predictions, we'll do a quick uh, quick news rundown. Yeah, let's hear it. It's, this is almost just foul overreactions by extension. I'm going to read the headline. You tell me what you think. Ooh. Uh, Washington Commanders fire offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Um, I don't think... I'll, nah. They need, hmm... So either they're saying that Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz are better than they actually are, or they need a scapegoat. I think they needed a scapegoat. I agree. He will go somewhere else and He'll find do a, job. a decent job. He's an NFL lifer, uh, like his old man was. Uh, the Ravens and Rokon Smith agreed to terms on a five-year, $100 million contract extension. Does that point to Lamar Jackson not being there? It just points to him being franchise tag because now they don't have to use it on Roquan Smith. Like, he is going to get franchise tag. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Did you watch the college football playoff Monday night? Uh, Where I think TCU lost like 65-7 to or something like that? Yep. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback at Georgia, is older than four of the quarterbacks in the AFC playoffs. What? The Georgia quarterback is older than four of the quarterbacks in the AFC playoffs. How? Well, I think he's been at college for seven years, like fucking Van Wilder. What a pimp. Um, yeah, he's, like, he's 25 years old. But also, I think something like Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs at like 27. That's wild. I know. A I lot know. of elite quarterback play for a long time, which is cool. It's cool yeah. to see elite quarterback step up. Absolutely, as long as your team has one. Yes, yes, only if your team has one. If you don't have one, then congratulations. You are officially the, uh, I don't know, give me a, a, you're the Cardinals. How about that? Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, you are the Cardinals. Texans wide receiver Brandon Cook says, I'm not looking to be part of a rebuild. He shouldn't have, be, he shouldn't have been part of the rebuild to begin with. Uh, before the trade deadline, he should have been traded. Uh, he absolutely should not be on the Texans next year. I would like to see him on a contender. Yep. Where's he going? The Patriots. No. I don't know. I don't I don't think he'll go back to the Patriots. They're also not a contender. They are. What about Kansas City? They have too many weapons. What's another one? They 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 just can't. All right. Um, back to the Saints. They're also not a contender. Okay. 
I'll answer my answer my own question there. Maybe the Rams back into the Rams again. Giants. I can see the Giants. I can see the Giants too. Former Colts head coach Frank Reich scheduled to interview for Panthers head coaching job. Not sure who'll get that, but probably an OC somewhere next year. Yeah, uh, he'll get a job somewhere. He's all right. Yeah, I was always a fan of Frank Reich. Uh, Not Frank sure. Lefter. <laughs> yes, the, the fourth Reich. Um, <laughs> certainly not a fan of the third one. No, uh, no, no. Sometimes. Sean McVay to take the appropriate time to decide on future with Rams. He should he just retire. Back. Him, I mean, Aaron Donald, um, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. They should all just retire. I would say Stafford does retire if McVay doesn't come back. And then Aaron Donald's going to retire. Remember, I think it was like 2012 where it seemed like half of the Niners retired. Hmm. I, I could see that happening for the Rams this year. Potentially. I would say McVeigh's I mean, McVeigh's always been like baby Gruden. So yeah. if he quits coaching, goes and does TV work, and then every offseason we're going to have, oh, is Sean McVeigh going to coach this team? Is Sean McVeigh going to coach that team? I could see it happening. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be interested in... I, I mean, to me, it's a bit like... And we're, I didn't talk to you about this last week. Madden franchise mode because obviously they deleted everyone's fucking data last week um, oh yeah I heard about that sucked in it's a bit like when you you know you rebuild a, a franchise on Madden and you get all the way to the Super Bowl and then you're like alright well I've done that like now what at this point it seems like broadcasting is the only thing left yeah for a little while, you take a break, and then, you know, he'll come back and, and do it somewhere else. Sean Payton 2.0? Well, I don't think Payton was ever serious about the announcing. I just think he wanted a year off coaching. But yeah, he, I mean, we'll talk Sean Payton when he gets a job. There we go. Uh, Titans fire defensive coordinator Todd Downing. No surprise there. Sorry, repeat that? The Titans fired offensive coordinator Todd Downing. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't really have that many weapons around him. Tannehill got hurt. Unlucky rubber ducky situation, but no. He uh, definitely a complete downgrade from what they had on that offense. Yeah. Yeah. And the Texans fired head coach Lovey Smith. Love the fact that he went for two, cost him the number one pick, and then got fired. Hey, you play to win the game. Yep, and, totally uh, he agree. Played, he, he played to win the game. Totally uh, agree. Maybe they just should have sucked more, and they wouldn't have been in that situation. Yep, and sucked in the Colts. Yeah. Sucked in God, the Colts. God, let's say, how do you just... You know, Jeff Saturday might actually like regain the coaching job. Sure. Sure, that may happen. I think it will. Yeah. Which I uh, which I hope because I like seeing incompetent coaches in their positions. Unless, if the Colts want to bottom out for another year, they'll keep Saturday. And I could see that happening. Until they get a quarterback. Then this, I think. This is the problem is if you get 
like say you you hit on a quarterback this year and then you're stuck with Jeff Saturday because all of a sudden you've won like seven games on the back of this gun quarterback, then you're tied to him. No, because then it's clear it's just a bad head coach. If you have a good quarterback, it's clear you have a good quarterback. Mm. We've seen bad head coaches get dragged along by good quarterback play. Like right now, uh, I don't know the Chargers head coach name. I think he Brandon is. Right now, yeah, I think right now he's getting dragged by a good quarterback play. I think Herbert's getting dragged down by poor offensive coordinatory. I blame the head coach on that. Uh, Staley's a defensive guy. I don't think he's a particularly good head coach, but he's a defensive guy. Interesting. I thought he was an offensive guy. And then I'm a defensive guy, Brandon Staley, apparently. Nice. Yeah. You're killing me. Should we we talk some playoffs? Uh, Let's talk some playoffs. Right. I I think we overdid the... uh... The, the the hypotheticals. Yeah, I think it's fine. Coaching yeah, we got it's nothing else to talk about. True, honestly. So right now, the Super Wild Card Weekend, where we have the San Francisco 49ers playing the Seattle Seahawks for the third time this year. And it is difficult to beat a team once. It's difficult to beat a team twice. It is very difficult to beat a team three times. I mean, the Niners did this last year with the Rams and then lost in the uh, championship game, was it? Yes. And, uh, you know, it sucks. But, uh, you know, I think the Niners take this one pretty handedly, even though the Seahawks are a little bit playing. They're, they're playing good. Geno Smith, I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier, lead the, led the NFC in touchdown passes, 100 passing year rating. Um, but this is the story of two quarterbacks who are making their first career playoff start. One of them is uh, a first-rounder, I believe Geno Smith was, or is he a second-rounder? Uh, he was either late first round or early second round. Yeah, I don't remember. That was like eight years ago. God damn. And then, of course, Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. That's going to be the storyline that we're going to see consistently throughout the game of, oh, my God, look at Geno Smith. They didn't write back. I didn't write back. And then we got Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. That's what we're going to hear the whole time. Yeah. First ever rookie quarterback to start a playoff game for San Francisco. God damn, that's crazy. The hurdy-purdy man. Who's been fun to watch? It'll be an interesting game. So this game's either going to be really interesting or really boring. This game could either be a memorable game or it could have been an email. I think this will be it could have been an email. I'm not sure it's going to be... A, it's not going to be like a massive... It's not going to be like a 40-7 to 7 blowout. But I could see it being like a 21-3, a 24-3. to 3, 24 to 3, Like, not particularly exciting, but San Francisco get an early lead. They do a bit of a number on the Seahawks. They never really get going on offense, and it's a bit of a... It's one you can go and, like, do something else in the second half. Now, last time I checked, I think the Niners were favorite. I think nine and a half. Yeah, that doesn't have the makings of a uh, of a good game. Are we? Well, we're going to pick our bracket here for the playoffs. Are we putting the Niners through? Yeah, we're putting the Niners through, but I would take... Seattle. If it was if I was gambling. Hmm. Interesting. Last last game twenty one thirteen. I you know what I'm going to agree with you. I think it'll be a backdoor cover. I think it's the sort of late points will make it make sure the the Seahawks cover. There we go. Uh, so that's the early game Saturday. 
then we've got the Chargers at the Jags. This has potential to be a fun game. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. High-flying, two young quarterbacks, two gunslinging. Uh, yep. But I think the, the Chargers have horrible run defense, and I think Travis Etienne is going to total with 35 touches this game. Really? 35 touches. Count them. I'm going to put a. Uh, I'm going to give you some betting advice here, people. Okay. Trevor Lawrence anytime touchdown scorer. Rushing touchdown. Okay, so he's going to have a rushing touchdown this game. Yep. I believe it. Uh, and you should get better odds of that than just a, a head-to-head. Um, the Jags have been fun. I could see them winning. But the Chargers need to win this game. They are a better team. The Chargers are a better team. But they are also a dysfunctional team. Where they could be the best team in the NFL when done right. They just don't do it. Yes. Yeah, they've got all the they've got all the ingredients, but they got everything. Like you look at that team, they have something at every level that says, Oh, this guy's an elite player, whether that's Eckler, Herbert, Keenan Allen. And then on the defensive side, you have Bosa, Mack, uh, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. You know, they, they, they got playmakers at almost every position. Yep. And they just can't get it together. I mean, of course, they got 10 wins, which is not bad, but I think mm. it's still so part of what they can be. Last time they played, back in September, uh, the Jags won 38-10. to 10. And that was before the Jags were good, so to speak. That's definitely something that the the Chargers are well known of doing, which is just being completely disappointing. You know what? Chargers going to charge her. Jags win this one. Jags win. I'm not surprised. We we happy to we happy to put the Jags forward in the bracket. Yeah. Now, personally, I do think the Chargers come away with it, but I am not surprised to see the Jaguars if they were to come out on top. Let's go with the Jags. All right, fair enough. Let's go with the Jags. Let's be. Let's go rogue. Is that rogue? I don't even know. Dolphins at Bills. This would have Let's been Patriots at Bills. This will be like, this will be a blowout. The Dolphins will be starting. I, I, I don't know. It won't be Tua. Might be Teddy Bridgewater. It might be Skylar Thompson. This will be ugly. It was an ugly game against the Jets. Bills so this game's right an email. Yeah. Bills yeah, go okay. forward. All right. So this game's going to be an email. Uh, Bills take it. Not much to talk about. It, it would be a, you know, I think I think the, uh, I would rather the Dolphins move away from Tua than the Bears move away from Justin Fields. Interesting. It's an interesting take. Um, I, I think. I don't mind it as a call because I'm not sure where Tua is at injury-wise. To me, it doesn't seem like the sort of guy you want to invest long-term big money into because you just don't know if he's going to get the Reggie Ray one more concussion left at some point. And I think he's almost there. I think he is near Steve Young level where, you know, one more concussion, he's might have... I'm not saying Steve Young has permanent brain damage, but it could happen at any time. All it takes is just one more hit. He is a small guy. He's not big. Yeah. Doesn't take and, hits well. Yeah. And, you know, as a 
a Steelers defensive line legend, I mean, John Green has once said, you know, you might be quick, but if one of these days I'm going to get you and it's going to hurt. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I, I guess we'll see what happens with them over the off season, but they need a long-term replacement, at least in their, if he's not in the building, at least in their plans. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo will quarterback nicely over there. Yeah, so the the Dolphins lead the all-time series 61-52-1, but interestingly, the Bills won 8 of the past 9 and a 3-1 and one in the playoffs. Yeah, this, this is going to be just a, a quick-cut Bills victory. Last time they played in the playoffs, 1999, the Dolphins won 24-17. Not bad game. The no, only way I could see Miami winning this is if... Is that the, I mean, the Bills, the emotion of the DeMar Hamlin story. That carried them last week, I think, um, along with the refs. Uh, that doesn't last forever. And it can be exhausting, that emotional weight every single week, getting yourself up after a big emotional week like that. If they come out flat then maybe the Dolphins take advantage early. Hill gets off a couple, Waddle gets off the chain, and then all of a sudden they're in a shootout. And for whatever reason, Miami finished with the ball and the Bills don't get another shot. And then we get another off-season of Bills fans saying, but, but Josh didn't get the ball. You know, that'd be nice to wake up Sunday with a phenomenal game like that. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. I think this game's an email. I don't. I don't think it happens either. So the, yeah. bill, the bills, the bills go ahead. But yeah, that Giants, Giants at Vikings. This is like a missed meeting game. This, this is like a, a no call, no show. This could be interesting. The Giants' defense is fine. Um, you know they've they've been. They've been playing better, uh, and their offense is not their strength. The Vikings' offense, very good. The Giants' defense, not their strength. Interesting. So, a a, a neat little statistic for you is that there are actually three rookie head coaches in the playoffs. I mean, the Giants' rookie head coach, the Vikings' rookie head coach, and then um, the Dolphins'. Yep. So, you know, unfortunately, in, in this game, in scenario, one of them is going home and one of them is advancing. I am rooting for the Giants this game. I am personally rooting for the Giants. I just like uh, Daniel Jones. I don't really care. They've never never met in... Oh, they have met in the playoffs. Uh, Giants won two of the past three. Last time they played, the Giants won 41-0 in 2001. Sounds about right. I think the Vikings win. I think the Vikings are a more interesting team. And a little playoff nostication for you. Justin Jefferson crosses 2,000 yards this game. 2,000 yards? Yeah, he has 1,809 on the season. I think Mm. he hits 2,000 this week. Okay, that's fair. That's like, uh, you know, that's an average Justin Jefferson game when he's not playing against the Packers. Um, 
the Vikings all-time playoff record is 21 and 30. I think that'll be about the score. So, okay. That's a that's a good game. Vikings 30 plus, Giants 20 plus. But again, yeah. not not really close. Not really close, but you know, you see some action. Good game. I don't mind it. Um another punting mistake from the Scottish Hammer. That'll cost him a touchdown. Good story for the Giants, but I think the the Vikings take this one. Yeah, I'm very proud of the Giants for making the playoffs. Um, hopefully they can get Daniel Jones another weapon and then uh, improve on that offense. Yep. Now, for the, the, the Ravens and the Bengals, a, another divisional game where they are playing for the third time this year. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson plays. I don't think he plays either. I think he is waiting for the year to be over. It doesn't matter how far the Ravens go. I don't think he plays. Unless they go to like the Super Bowl. Then he has no excuse. Lamar Jackson won't want to play. With no contract? No, he won't want to play. Um, I think the Bengals do a number on him here. Yeah, I mean... Didn't they play like... Played last... Uh, played week just gone. Yeah, they just, they just finished playing each other. And that game was ugly real fast. It was. It was actually real fast. So they're that's it's it's just gonna happen again. Even if Lamar Jackson plays, the Bengals win. Yep. Uh never played in the playoffs. Ravens and Bengals, I suppose the Bengals haven't been good for a very long time. Bengals win this comfortably. Um we'll I'm sure we'll talk about them as we go. And the last playoff game of the week, which no surprises this is Monday night football because you have Still the biggest name in the game versus the biggest brand in the game. Dallas at Tampa Bay. This this will be an email as well. For who? Dallas. I think the Buccaneers win. I w- Brady Magic can only carry you so far. It's Dallas Brady ha- in the playoffs. Dallas have to win. They have to win. I just don't think they will. Last time they played in the playoffs, and I think this is going to be instructive, the Cowboys won 30-17 to 17 in 1983. I, I just think the Buccaneers win. I just, after last week's Cowboys game against Washington football team, against a third-string quarterback, first time ever making a start, they just aren't good. The Bucs look like they're getting, not, not right, but they have looked better than they have previously and the Cowboys the wheels seem to have fallen off somewhat Cowboys the Cowboys have to win I don't mean in that uh, I can't see the Bucks winning of course I can see the Bucks winning but for the sake of Mike McCarthy's career for the sake of Jerry Jones's illegitimate children the Cowboys have to win they have to win I just I, I really don't think they will I think after this year, they're going to have to take a hard look on that roster and see where it went wrong. And it started with the quarterback play and his plenty of interceptions that he is throwing in the past handful of games. It has to do with the fact that they're not running the ball as effectively as they were in the beginning of the year. And it has yep. to do with that defense isn't being as ferocious as they were in the beginning of the year. Uh, and now, that being said, the Buccaneers' offensive line is subpar. That Cowboys defensive line is elite. 
I think that is where the Cowboys kind of shine and take advantage of the game. But I personally think the Buccaneers win. Thomas Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. never lost to the Cowboys. Yes, and uh, I personally don't think it happens this week. I'm going to look at him a crystal. I'm going to look into a crystal ball here. Like it's the Cowboys. And they 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 are just known for choking games that they should win in the playoffs. This game goes to overtime. Okay. And the Cowboys lose it on the back of a disgraceful interception from Dak, and we spend yeah, the off season talking about whether the Cowboys will slash should move on from him. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I will champion that conversation and say he is a worse version of Kirk Cousins. Interesting. I think he's better than that, but I don't think he's the elite quarterback that he looked like he was going to be. So we have the Bucks advancing. Yeah, I, I personally have the Buccaneers advancing. I'm happy to go with that. We're building out our bracket here. Let's run through the rest of these games and let's see who's going to win this Super Bowl. Okay based on our uh, our predictions here. So we've got the Bengals versus the Bills next week. Bills. I would like... I think the Bengals win. Yeah, man, that's like a coin flip. God. It's been a, been a big week for coin flips for the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Okay, we're going to go Bengals. We're going to go Bengals. We're going to go Bengals? And the yeah, Chiefs go versus the Jags? Chiefs. Chiefs. Now, interestingly, if the Chargers if the Chargers win, the Chargers play the Jags, but we're we uh, the Chargers play the Chiefs, so we've got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Bucks and the Eagles. Eagles. The Vikings and the Niners. Niners. Then AFC Championship: the Bengals and the Chiefs. Bengals just don't lose to the Chiefs. And the Niners and the Eagles. You know, I'm going to be a little biased on this one, say Niners. I'm happy to go with the Niners as well. And then we have a fairy tale playoff of the Bengals versus the Niners. That's a replay of... 1997? Probably, I think the 80s. Yeah, two Super Bowl matchups where the Niners kind of spanked the Bengals a couple times in the Super Bowl. And uh, um, you got Chris Collinsworth. You know he he. You know the Niners are the sole reason why Chris Collinsworth is the announcer and says, "Well, now here's a guy." <laughs> I I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna back you that it's the 49ers, but I think the Eagles probably win that matchup. Yeah, uh, the Eagles look very good, and do uh, I do not want to see the Eagles in the playoffs. I think we will, and I'm hoping the Niners win. But I would. Uh, uh, I wouldn't bet on it. I'd be okay with Bengals Niners. I'd be okay with Chiefs Niners. I'd be okay with... I don't want the Chiefs Bengals. Niners. Like, I don't want the Chiefs. I do not want to see the Chiefs. The, so the Bengals always beat the Chiefs. But the Chiefs yep. always beat the Niners. Yep. And the, I can't handle it again. I can't handle it. What would be the least, in, the least interesting? Least interesting would be, like, the Giants... Giants Chargers? No... That that'd be all right because you've got one franchise that's never won it, and then a fairy tale story. The Buccaneers. Yep. Bengals. No. Bucks Dolphins. Yeah, Bucks Dolphins. Bucks Dolphins. Bucks Ravens. Yeah, 
Even even Bucks Bills would be alright because you got Brady versus Buffalo. Seahawks. Seahawks. Dolphins? I feel like Seahawks are a bit of a, a fairy tale as well. Cowboys. Cowboys or Buccaneers would be the least interesting from the NFC. And uh, to be honest, I also think the Chiefs would be uninteresting because they're going to beat most of the teams they play. They are, but they are a fun team to watch. They're fun. They are fun, but also there comes a point where you're like, I'm sick of these guys winning. And we're going to be dealing with this for a very, very long time. Agreed. Well, we've got the Bengals and the Niners. I assume you're going to go the Niners winning that yeah, one. Yeah, sorry about that one. I got I got the Bengals going one better, but uh, you wow. know what? If we, if we get to that, we'll just take the celebration at that point that we've picked the right bracket. You know what? I will. I'm agree with you on that one. I'll take it. Wonderful. Anything else this week? I think we wrapped it up. And of course, on this latest and greatest episode, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and hopefully we're right. I think next week there's probably going to be a little bit more answers on the head coach carousel, and then of course the divisional matchups. And I think that one's going to be just as interesting, just as entertaining, uh, just because the stakes are just that much more higher. Uh, Sheehan, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Sheehan Solo. You can listen to my other podcast, Screen Pass, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Any closing remarks? Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, my God. That's... I cringed a little bit. Yeah, it's horrible. I fucking hate Russell Wilson. God, I hate that dude so much. Imagine working with him. And I don't mean like imagine playing football with him, but like imagine if you just worked with a guy who was like that. God. I'm trying to think of like football players that I genuinely hate more than Russell Wilson. I don't think I hate him, but I certainly... He's just... He's just real lame. You know, he's just somebody I don't wish well upon. Yeah. Yeah, him like everything, everything you hear about him, you're like, this guy does his, his bit for the community. Like he's, you know, he seems like he's an okay... He's just... You know, like sometimes you meet these people and particularly kids, I don't know if you ever came across these, but like kids who go to church and they're kind of a bit too into church and they think they're better than you because like every Sunday they get told like how they're great. Okay. And they're, they're like a little bit bossy, but they're also dorks. Uh-huh. That's who he is. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck Russell Wilson. I'm yeah, glad yeah, you're not basically. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad the Seahawks made it over him. That's just like salt in the wound. That made me feel mm. good. But I hate the Seahawks as well. Alrighty, good luck everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for all today.